Welcome to Cool Explorations. I'm your host, Tony Peters. Today we're going to be talking to author of the book, Helvin. His name is David Stanfield, and he's going to talk about the loss of his son, how this shaped his family, and uh, how it led to the book. Welcome to Cool Explorations. Today we have David Stanfield with us, uh, and he's going to talk about his book, uh, Helvin. Uh, why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you're currently doing? Uh, I tell everyone I just consider myself just a normal guy, uh, nothing special. I, I grew up uh, a preacher's son with uh, three other siblings, and so I've been in church all my life and got saved at an early age and uh, got a family now and been married for 24 years in November, and uh, I work in construction. I'm a vice president of a construction company in Dallas, Texas, and uh, that's pretty much a little bit about me, where I'm at right now in my life. Yeah, I thought I could detect a, a Texas accent there. <laughs> 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 so uh, why don't you tell us your, your testimony uh what that's looked like for you and what god is currently doing in your life i know you mentioned you became a christian at a young age uh, what was it like after you became a christian i like i uh got saved at eight years old uh and you know my dad being a preacher was able to you know really walk me through that process and make sure i understood because i was so young but I distinctively remember it and, uh, you know, I had the luxury of being able to be baptized by my dad. And, uh, so that was special. And then, you know, we, as we get older and, uh, go through life, you just, you get to a point where you maybe stray a little bit from, uh, where you're supposed to be on that Christian walk and we all struggle with it. And yeah. I did. And, uh, you know, but I was constantly staying in church. And once I started my own family, we, you know, I made sure we were in church. And, uh, but, you know, like I said, there's struggles that come with just life. And uh, that's kind of what led me to this book is just talking about a, a lot of things happened uh, over the last several years in my own life and my family. And, uh, I think that's the reason that God put this book on my heart was to just talk about there's so many of us Christians facing struggles right now and, uh, you know, getting off this path that we're all supposed to, to walk on daily with Christ, that uh, there's a message there that everybody needs to know that it's not, they're not alone if they're struggling with different things mm -hmm. and they're definitely alone uh wandering off the path and that there is God standing there waiting on that path for us to come back to him. And that's kind of what the, the whole message of the book is and helping us deal with different struggles. And uh, I give a lot of my own personal stories and testimony in the book. And uh, I just think it's a, a message that I, I needed to hear as God was giving that to me to write. And uh, I think there's a lot of people out there that need to hear what the ultimate goal of the book is, which is for us all to get out of this mentality that it's okay to live for the world and not for God. So uh, I just hope uh, 
it can can help people that were struggling with different things and uh, like I said, it really helped me just writing it and getting into the word that God gave me. And, and it's just been a neat, neat thing to see and be a part of. So, Yeah. And God definitely uh, needs, needs us to be sharing that word with people right now and uh, the messages of hope. Cause right now, yeah, like you say, things are very dark right now and there's a lot of uh, vitriol be, being spread. So messages of just knowing how to walk with God and uh, not be of this world is definitely a very important message. What uh, ultimately inspired you to to write the book and uh, just a general overview of the the main uh, focus of the book? I know you, you briefly covered that, but uh, if you could just cover a little bit more in there. Sure. Uh, strange thing is, is I'm not a book guy. Uh, I never have really liked reading that much. I stay so busy. It's, I'm not somebody that can just sit down and take the time to read a lot. You know, I, I try to study a little bit, read a few scriptures in the mornings. Uh, haven't been consistent with it because I just, like I said, I'm, I'm just not a person that's into the sitting and reading. So, um, but I am a guy that I feel like the Lord talks to at night or when I am still and quiet. And uh, one night I was laying in bed and uh, woke up and I f feel like the Lord was directly talking to me about this book and told me, I want you to write a book. Here's what I want it to be called. Here's what I want in it. And it was very, very vivid to the point to where I got up immediately and got some paper and a pencil and just started writing, you know, everything I was being fed from the Lord. And uh, I even sketched out, he showed me a picture of the front of the book. I even sketched it out. And then I put it all on my nightstand, went back to sleep. Next morning, I thought it was maybe even a dream, but uh, looked over on my nightstand, there's all my notes. So, But I immediately started thinking, why in the world would God want me to write a book? I'm not a book person. I don't like books. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just personal thing. Like I just, like I said, I just don't take the time to sit and read. So writing was even, you know, more of a struggle for me to fathom that I could even be capable of doing this. So, you know, I kind of put it to the side that my, my wife saw it and asked what it was. And I told her what had happened and she kind of laughed too, because she knows, you know, she, she is one that sits and reads and I mean, she gets up at, four o'clock every morning studies reads the bible for an hour and then she's reading books of all kinds at all, all the time so um anyways a long story short a lot of time had passed I, I kind of ignored it and uh i ended up one day driving around with a friend uh i'm in construction so we were going out to a job site i told the friend about the dream or you know the vision that i got from the lord and he looked at me and said, you know, if God wanted a, a goat to write a book, that goat better write a book. And he says, I, you should take it serious. You know, you're acting like you're not called, you know, capable of being called to write a book. But, you know, it's a, it's a special thing if God calls somebody to do something. And, uh, you know, that got my attention. And I actually started kind of jotting down some more notes and things around that time. And then, uh, you know, the self-doubt the enemy puts in your ears 
started creeping in and I was like, I, I can't do this. I don't, I don't even know where to begin. Even though he kind of gave me an outline, I was like, I'm just not capable of doing it. So uh, literally, I think three more years passed and uh, my friend and I ended up at different jobs. And this guy that had told me that, you know, about not ignoring God's calling, I hadn't seen him in about three years. And uh, one morning I got up on a Sunday morning getting ready to go to church and my phone dinged and it was a Facebook message, private message. And it was from this friend. I haven't spoken to him in three years. And he said, the only thing the message said was God told me to tell you to write that book. And I'm like, Daniel has no idea that I have not started writing the book or hadn't already written the book because it's been three years since I've even spoken to him. So I knew the Lord was using him to get my attention again. So, I mean, even when I tell that story right now, like I'm getting chills on my arms Mm -hmm. because it's just uh, when you have a, a, an interaction with God or someone uses God to communicate to you. It's just a, a strong deal. And uh, anyways, I, I uh, responded to him. I said, thanks for that. I really needed that push again. And uh, he said, he came back right back and said, God says that that's going to release blessings in your life. That's been held back from your ignoring his calling. So uh, I think that was in about 2016, and uh, I immediately sat down and started writing, and then eventually transferred some scribbles to the computer and made it a point every morning I would get up and sit down. I would just pray, turn on some worship music, and just say, Lord, what do you want me to say? Because I don't I don't know how to do this without you. And I feel like you gave me this story, of, you know, and, and what you want to be said is up to you, so... And as soon as I would do that, I would just start typing and, you know, about an hour every morning and until I, you know, had a, the book. And uh, anyways, some time had passed. I, did, I had this finished book and then I didn't know what to do with it. So I basically just prayed and said, I feel like I was obedient and wrote this book. I don't know if it's any good, but if it's from you, I know it, you know, you'll use it for your glory. And uh, the the next thing I know, I'm trying to figure out, you know, where to send it or what, how do I do this? I don't know anything about that process. And I was browsing Facebook one night and saw this little ad and it said, are you a Christian that's written a Christian book? If so, you know, blah, blah, blah. This, you know, they were looking for transcripts and it was uh, TBN has a publishing company and it was a, uh, them and they were basically having a contest that said you can send us in your transcripts and we're going to select a few of these and we're going to publish it and uh anyways i submitted the book prayed prayed about it and said you know maybe this is something you want me to do so i'm going to try it so i sent it in and within a couple of weeks they've responded and said we like it uh we're going to go to the next step with you and then next thing you know they're publishing the book and they give you cover design and the whole nine yards and treat you like you're, you know, like a, a big time author. So that was really neat. And uh, just looking back on it, you, you, you realize that it's just that step of obedience that got you to that point. And that, you know, I look at all the time I wasted 
and realize, you know, God had all of this lined up in his perfect timing, but what could have been even better if I would have, you know, immediately been obedient. I've got different chapters in the book that I talk about different struggles and obedience is one of them. And, I, you know, I discuss, you know, in a little more depth how I was not obedient immediately and what blessings and things I might have missed out on over that time period when I wasn't writing the book or whatever. So, uh, but the, the name of the book is Helen, and then, it, then it's got a subtitle called The Struggles of Being a Worldly Christian, which is what I think as Christians as a whole in this world just, that we live in, you know, Christianity and religion is just becoming almost like a joke. And it's really because us Christians are becoming so hypocritical that you know, worldly people don't recognize the difference between us and them. So, you know, they're like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. I feel like God gave me all this stuff for this book to show that he wants us to get rid of that mentality and start, you know, living like we're supposed to live so that people can definitely see a difference between Christians and worldly people and want to know what that difference is and why we're different than them. And they're going to want to, you know, have what we've got because right now we're, do- we're doing such a poor job with it. And that's, you know, I'm admitting that I I've done a poor job with it myself. So, and I talk about the reason we're having all these struggles that we're having is because we're not living like we're supposed to live. And of course you could be the perfect example of a Christian and you're still going to struggle because God doesn't promise you that you're not going to have struggles. He just promises help through those struggles. And uh, I do feel like you're going to have less struggles when you're really living like you're supposed to live. But uh, that's really what the message of the book is, is uh, get out of the world mentality, get back on track with the Lord. And then it talks about different struggles and, uh, how to overcome those struggles. And at the end of each chapter, it gives you scriptures to go along with those types of struggles that you can go to. And when you're really dealing with things, you can, you know, the best thing to do is to get into his word. So I give you about 10 scriptures at the end of each chapter that deals with that specific struggle. And it's something you can go back to. I found myself, you know, when I'm still struggling with different things, I go back to those scriptures that the Lord pointed me to. And it's helped me get through different, you know, different things that I've gone through. So, and then I've got a lot of personal stories in there, things I've, I've went through and things my family's gone through. Uh, we, we lost a son to suicide about six years ago. And there's a whole chapter in there on grief and, you know, what, what we dealt with, what we're still dealing with on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, without the Lord, you know, I don't think we would be able to handle the things that life has thrown at us but because we do have our faith and our hope you know we're able to get up and go through our days and and still have some joy in our life that you know we're going to see our son again and just you know it goes into a lot of depth on that and uh it's been neat to since this book came out i've actually had people contact me and say you know i lost a 
a child recently and that chapter on grief just really helped me deal with things and the, the scriptures you put in there and the stories you've told about you and your wife and kids. And I mean, that's, that's really what this book is about for me personally is seeing how the Lord's used me to help others. And that's, that's what it's all about. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I'm hoping that it will do is get out to the people that need to hear the different messages in the book, the different scriptures and, and just help people, you know, start living better lives for, for Christ and not of this world. Yeah, and I'm glad that you bring up prayer um, because I think that that is something oftentimes we don't do enough of is, is prayer. Um, and that needs to come with everything that we're doing. Uh, so I'd love that you bring that up. Uh, and I, I do love, and I'm just scrolling through your book here as you're talking. Um, I do love that you're bringing up scripture at the end of every every section so that people have that reference that they can look to uh, and that they can they can be like, oh, yeah, okay, so this scripture applies to me. And one of those scriptures may not necessarily resonate with somebody, but one of the other scriptures in there might might be that scripture that really just resonates. And so I think that, that that's an important part in your book here. Um, as well, um, a, a tough question, but um, your experience with losing your son to suicide, I know that is uh, such a hard thing uh, to go through. And I know I myself, uh, I was suicidal. I almost ended my life at 17. Um, so my parents would have been in this same boat, uh, had I gone through with that and the Lord not stopped me from doing so. How has that event shaped your family and that experience? Um, how has it shaped your walk with, with God? You know, you, you, uh, before you experience any kind of tragedy like that or loss that's close, uh, you really don't know what to expect or how to act or how to feel. Mm -hmm. You hear all the shady things about, you know, the five stages of grief and different things. But, uh, you know, the reality of it is, and it is until you actually deal with something like that personally, mm -hmm. you really just don't know what's going to happen or how you're going to handle it. And uh, it was uh obviously the hardest thing we've ever gone through in our lives. Uh, and it's been, you know, over six years now, and it's something we still struggle with. Uh, my wife and I, and we've got two, two daughters, one's 17 and one's 22. And, uh, you know, just this year, my 22 year old daughter on her birthday, she, when she turned 22, my son was 22 six years ago when he, passed away so even this year six years later my my oldest daughter struggled with actually turning 22 and feeling like okay now I'm going to be older than my older brother and it's you know it's just things that I think we'll deal with things like this the rest of our lives but it's do you sit in that depression that's caused by that grief and all the negativity of it or do you look to the Lord for hope our biggest word i think is is hope we have hope in the lord that we're going to be with our son again uh he was saved and uh I, he actually prior to 
the last few years of his life, he had, he had actually uh, surrendered to ministry and wanted to be a youth minister. And, you know, looking back on things, we really feel like once he made that commitment, which is true to all of us, when you when you really decide to make a stand for the Lord, that's when the enemy is really going to attack you. And uh, we felt like there was a clear place there in his life where he was on track and on fire for the Lord and made that commitment to surrender to ministry. And then it was like, bam, he just got attacked and, you know, got things like depression and, and uh, some of the things we talked about in the book, but uh, just got overcome with the things of the world. And uh, ultimately I think that, you know, the enemy just won that battle with his inner battle there. But uh, anyways, we, we, uh, the first couple of years, I mean, are blur to us. I, there's things I don't even remember that happened o- over the first couple of years after we lost him. And you go through times where you're really angry at the Lord. And, uh, man, I know it, there was times where I would be by myself and just yell at the Lord. Why, why would you do that? And why would you take our son and, mm-hmm. uh, or allow that to happen? And you blame, and then you, you go through periods where you're blaming yourself and you're blaming other people in the situation. And, uh, and then ultimately you're going to hit bottom. And then the only thing you can do is as a Christian is look up to God. And, uh, that was a very hard time and a very hard place to get to that very bottom, but looking up and realizing you've got a loving father there to pick you up and uh, pull you up out of that hole that you're in was a very beautiful place for us to get to. And uh, being able to do that with my wife and with my girls and being able to come up out of the, the dark cloud that we lived in for a couple of years of just terrible grief uh, has been beautiful. And it's brought our family closer together. Uh, and again, we, we still struggle with different things and, uh, and it's, you know, you can be perfectly fine one day and then the next day just be overcome with that grief again. And, and that's, that's fine too. We've, we've learned that each of us has different ways to grieve and different feelings are going to come up different on different days. There's, you know, there's still things that happen every year, anniversaries, birthdays, different things that, that bring some of that back close, but there's always that love and uh, hope from God that just gets us through. And, uh, you know, there was, there was a time where I thought I would lose my wife right after my son passed. She just, she just didn't want to live. She, she was just in such a, a dark, sad place. And all I could do is pray, you know, that the Lord would open her eyes and heart and let her see him. And, uh, you know, like I said, we've all pulled through it. And and I, did, I just don't see how people can get through stuff like that without God or without the hope and the faith that you have uh, as a Christian. And, uh my wife now actually works with a, a suicide group in the county that we live in. And uh, it's called the Lost Team. And anytime anyone in this county, which we're in, near Dallas, Texas, so it's a big, dense, pop, densely pop, populated area. But any anytime someone dies by suicide, they alert the police and the coroners come 
but then they call this lost team, which is a group of volunteers that my wife actually volunteers with, and they will go to the scene and counsel the family. And um, it just amazes me that God can take somebody like my wife that's lost a son to this terrible, I think it's suicide's nothing but an attack, a direct attack from Satan. Oh, and uh, sure. families apart. But God can take something from something that terrible. And now he's using my wife to just love on and counsel with different families of, of people that have lost someone to suicide. And uh, I have a hard time talking about it. So I don't go and do this, but my wife, it, I've watched her do it. I've been with her when she's done it. And it's just beautiful to me because I know I can look back and see where she was even five years ago and look at her today, helping all these people. And it's, it's just God. And it's just, I'm in awe of it. I'm in awe of him. And, uh, you know, she also does some classes through our church that, uh, or for grief and dealing with different things like that, that comes with losing people. And, uh, you know, I feel, I feel like she's got that, that God's using her for. And I feel like God's used me with this book and, uh, the message that he's wanted me to, to bring forth in the book. And, uh, you know, my, my daughters have struggled, uh, terribly losing their, their older brother. And, uh, I see where they're at today and, it's been a battle and, and a lot of hard times for them, but they're pulling through. And uh, my youngest daughter's senior in high school this year and doing great. And uh, my older daughter's doing great. And uh, it's just all of it is not possible unless you're putting that faith and trust and hope in the Lord. And, uh, you know, there's, a, I go into a lot of depth in the, in that grief chapter in the book that, talks about how we've been able to get to that point and it's not easy. And like I said, you're going to go through times where you're definitely not going to, you know, be happy with the Lord and feeling like it, you know, how could you let this happen? And, and then you realize that all of it is, you know, it's, it's God's, it's not God's plan or uh, intentions or anything to, to hurt you or your family or your loved one. But ultimately you got to realize all of that, uh, just comes together and, and that he's there to pick you up when you're in that position. And, uh, like I said, our, all of it has brought us to the point to where we are today, to where we can do these, like just talking about it and, and using that bad situation, to help others that have been through it. So that's, that's what it's about for us now is, uh, you know, how can we help others and, you know, make obviously the Lord proud, but also do things to honor our son. And, uh, because we know that that wasn't him that day that took his life. That was the enemy. And if you sit and let that be the end of that story and not, you know, do things to honor the, that loved one, then you're letting the the enemy win and we're not willing to do that. So. Yeah. And, um, 
it's definitely a, a story throughout scripture and throughout history since then that you know god does bring good out of terrible situations um joseph and david and uh, daniel you can see so many different times throughout the bible when he's turned their terrible situations and brought something good out of it uh and i i love that your wife is able to to do that counseling because counseling is so very important for people who've experienced any kind of trauma um so anybody who has gone through that trauma i do recommend getting some kind of counseling christian counseling is best but some kind of counseling uh to yeah. help and you're right the devil definitely does attack you when uh, you start getting that that fire uh, going and you start working for the lord the devil is going to come after you and and uh, he's going to come after you hard uh because he does not want you to be successful in what you're doing uh and he wants to try and hinder the lord but uh every time the devil does that the devil plays right into god's hand and ends up ends up bringing good about from the, the terrible situations uh and uh so with your book i i know that's that's a lot of, of what the purpose is for the book is that hope um and uh trying to get people through these situations uh where can people find your book uh or yourself online um just about any of the retail uh bookstores online will have it you can search it by the word helven which is H-E-L-L-V-E-N. It's like heaven and, I mean, uh, hell and heaven. Yeah. Or by my name, David Stanfield. And uh, I mean, the easiest place to get it would be like Amazon. But uh, you can definitely find it at any of them. Yeah, and we'll put a link to Amazon in the in the description there for, for people to go and find the book. Uh, if they want to purchase from elsewhere, that's fine, but they can at least take a look at um what the book is uh right on there and read the little they always have a sample piece in there uh what advice would you have for people who are dealing with that loss in their family or some kind of trauma <clears throat> themselves you just really have to uh get to a point like i said sometimes it takes getting all the way to that you know bottom and uh to where the only thing you can do is look up and because it's so hard when you're in this place of deep grief or depression to where even, you know, it's, it's hard to even look up uh, physically yet alone spiritually, you know? So uh, my biggest advice is just, you're going to have to find a way to find God in that depression or in that grief. And, uh, he is right there with you. And, uh, you know, I picture him just having his hand on your back the whole time. And, you're, you you know, sometimes you don't even realize he's sitting there just waiting for you to look up and hug him. And uh, uh, our God is a loving God, and that's all he wants to do is love on us and help us through anything we're going through. But, uh, you know, think about stories in the in the Bible that, talk about you know jesus wept when you know there's there's different scenarios in there where he shows a lot of emotion so uh i know when we're in these 
positions of grief and depression and things that are just bringing us down. He's, he's right there with us. And, uh, we just have to realize that. And, uh, you know what, no matter what the struggle is, he's, you know, even if you're not in a sad position or, you know, you're diff- dealing with different things, which the book talks about all kinds of different struggles, but, uh, it's, it's as simple as realizing that God is right there with you and he's ready and willing to help you and uh, just asking the Lord to help you. And uh, not only can he help you, you know, by filling your, your thoughts with the right things and giving you that advice or pointing you at his word. And, you know, there's many times where I'll be struggling with something and I'll just open my Bible and say, Lord, show me something. And boom, you ask him, he's going to give it to you. One way or the other, people have to realize, too, is might not be the answer you're looking for, but it's probably the answer you need. And uh, God will fulfill that. So it's just looking at him and yeah. not of the world. So, Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> that is definitely something key to remember is, is that uh, God does answer prayer. It's not always the answer you're looking for, but uh, he does answer. And uh, it is usually... <laughs> the uh the exact thing that you actually need to hear uh maybe not right at that second but uh down the road you'll be able to look back and be like yeah that was exactly what i needed absolutely so um thanks for sharing that uh thanks for sharing your book uh your story with us as well um and uh yeah all, all the best to you and your family as you you continue to uh make a difference uh, through the through the loss of your son, I really appreciate it. We appreciate you having me on and uh, your time. And you know, like I said, I, I just my goal with the book is just getting in as many hands as as needed to to help people. So uh, I, I encourage people to pick it up. I tell tell people on uh, like my Facebook page and stuff. You know, just the book is cheaper than going and getting a a cheap meal for lunch. So take it, read it, get what you need out of it and pass it along. That's what it's all about is just getting in the right hands of people that are struggling and getting that message out. That's all it, all it means to me. And then, you know, the satisfaction of knowing I was obedient, the satisfaction of knowing that God's message that he gave me is reaching others is what, what I want out of it. So, I hope it's a blessing to everybody that receives it. Thank you for listening to Cool Explorations. You've just been listening to author David Stanfield of the book Helvin, uh, where he discusses losing his son and how that shaped his family. Yet God was still at work through this entire process, and uh, it's led to his writing the book Helvin. If you would like to reach me for any reason, you can do so at tpeters745 at gmail.com.